0: Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Mariko, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right
1: now. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him, the mouthpiece for the faith and work movement. We're your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg.
2: Good evening, everybody. It's been a while since we've been out here on Facebook Live, so so glad to have um, you with us this evening as you're probably getting ready for dinner or whatever the end of your day might look like. You know, I just want to take a minute to highlight something that's very exciting that is happening on Monday, Jim, and that is the launch of the She Works For Him podcast. So So uh, if you have not yet... Um, follow. She works for him on Facebook for she works for him. She works the number four him. and look at that. Jim's even changing the background for me.
0: <laughs> I like it.
2: So uh, that is just an exciting thing. We are already on Apple Podcast, and we have lots of ways for you to listen. So just want to give you that heads up. We also are doing a YouTube uh, channel there as well. So she works for him wherever you like to engage. And we'll start having those conversations, connecting the Christian working woman to God, resources, and one another.
1: That's SheWorks, the number four, Him.com. All right. Now, the manufacturing world is a little rough and tumble. The floors aren't always clean, and the conversations can be a little rough, too. But what do we know about the manufacturing workforce in America? They're diehard, loyal Americans who work hard and sweat hard to make parts, pieces, and equipment made right here in the United States of America. So where does Jesus fit into the manufacturing world? Dee Barnes is here to tell her story of being the CEO of Evans Tool & Die in Conyers, Georgia, and how Jesus changed her life. It impacts her manufacturing company every day. Dee is also going to tell us about a very special event that she is hosting that's related to her life before Jesus. Dee Barnes, welcome. To I work for him. Thank you. You Yo, Dee, we're going to talk about how you connect your faith to your work as the CEO of Evans Tool and Die and what that looks like on a daily basis. But first, can you tell us why and how you became a Jesus follower?
0: Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it real simply. Um, As my life was in a, I guess, really a sexual sin world of heterosexual and homosexual, I began to be convicted of the lifestyle I was living as a lesbian. You know, when I came to Jesus, and primarily because a girl that was with me in the lesbian lifestyle pointed out Romans one to me and said, "Hey, did you know that what we're doing is wrong?" And I said, well, no, not really. And she said, it says so in Romans one. So I looked up Romans one and sure enough, it said that. And I didn't really argue with what it said. I just took it as it as it was written. And as soon as you know, you take the, the word of God for what it says, it begins to do what it's supposed to do, which is convict your heart. And that was the beginning of conviction for me. And then I just um, began to seek out God, and what did He really say? And I was always known of Jesus and said I was a Christian, but I really was never born again and a Jesus follower. So, with that, I just began to pursue the Lord. It was probably about six months um, of really the Lord pu- pulling me towards Himself, His love drawing me, and me following. And at the same time, living in the lifestyle I was still in. And um, in about six months' time, I, I found myself surrendering completely to the Lord, and that is really when I got born again. And that um, you know, a Spirit man was born again, but I had a lot of baggage that needed dealing with, it, so to speak, and so that began my journey of getting healing and walking out of homosexuality. And that was a quick sort, quick, quick uh, outline of of how I came to know Jesus.
2: Well, and it's pretty amazing that um, you had that conversation, and actually, even even started the journey of seeing what that really meant. And I know we're gonna get into that a little bit more later as we talk about something that you have coming up that we want our listeners to know about. Fast forward like where did where in where did your career fit into all of that? And what is your story that led you to ultimately now you're the CEO
0: of Evans Tool and Die. Yeah. So my family um, started Evans Tool and Die, Evans Metal Stamping, in 1948. It was my grandfather, which is my mom's dad, and I'd always, growing up, wanted to work at Evans. That was what I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. Didn't know exactly what role I'd play, but all summers I worked here, usually in the office, and in college I wanted to take accounting courses so I could come back and work at Evans, and my even I think when I was 21, I said... I'm going to be president and run the business someday. That's what I wanted to do. That was before Jesus. And so then when I came to know the Lord, I was a controller at Evans at that point. So I had, you know, my business world too. And, um, my second generation father and uncles were running the business and grandfather all throughout this time. And and then I got born again and, and my my goals and, and desires changed a lot. It was no longer about what career I could have. It was about family and marriage and having children. And as I was raising my children, I didn't want to work all the time. So I, I thought, you know, I just want to be a single mom. And so I a little bit worked my way out of the business where I could not have to be here every day. And um, then ministry started over this period of years, maybe about 10 years time before I came back to the business as CEO. So I didn't, you know, I didn't really intend on coming back um, in, in 2011 when the second generation approached me about running the business. I really thought I was going to just be doing ministry full time, but God had other plans. And then I decided to um, just really try it again and say, okay, I'm just going to come back and see if, uh, see if this is what I'm supposed to do. And after a lot of prayer, and my husband was also in the business at this point, and after two weeks of coming back to work, I realized it. Uh, I hit the ground running, and it was like I'd never left, and I knew that it was God, because there's no way I was doing that without God really changing my heart and putting me in the role that I had originally desired to do, so Mm -hmm. it's amazing how God gives us the desires of our heart. That was His desire and plan He put in me. I just didn't realize it, so that's been uh, 10 years of being CEO so far, and
2: Uh, amazing journey even in
0: that 10 years time.
2: You know, and I want to point out something that you just said, and we're going to come back to it in a little bit, but you talked about how you were in ministry and then you came back to work. But one of the things I want our listeners and the people that are watching right now to hear, Dee, is that... um, Ultimately, you're in ministry every day, absolutely, right? and yeah, you recognize that work, work is
0: ministry exactly. Right. So, I just yeah. want
2: to tie those connections. We'll come Imagine back it. to that in a little yeah. bit, but I don't want um, that to be missed because that is a right. you know a lot of us disconnect that still, and well, this is yeah. all about connecting that together. So, talk yeah. about as a Christian working woman, is there somewhere that you go for encouragement to help you in living out your faith at your work?
0: Yes, I think, um, well, one of those personally is my, our own personal small groups that we're a part of um, just throughout our church. But really being a part of some CEO roundtables has really encouraged me. Like which um, ones? And, well, I've been a part of a couple of them. So um, TGIF, which is um, the CEO roundtable with with that, has been just super good with Oz Hillman. Mm-hmm. Amazing time there. And then some other uh, Pinnacle Forum been with Pinnacle Forum and just places like that. Over the 10 years, I've been a part yeah. of different ones, and some were um, completely Christian and some were not, but I had a lot of Christian folks there. So I think just different, as many parts of uh, just peer groups I could find, I've been just in and out of some of those then it's really been helpful
1: we just want to make sure you plugged all our friends out there because if there's yeah. if there's if there's ministries that people should connect with all right you mentioned yeah. tgif with oz hillman he's got his round tables uh, and um pinnacle forum uh, and it was it were you did were you in a convene
0: group too at one time um i don't i think i'm not sure <laughs> actually it's been so long. i don't think okay. i was in, plugged in really well at the time it might have been the early beginning of my okay. career as all right. you know and I, I I, I was there, but I don't think not for a long period of
1: time. Hey, we're talking tonight with Dee Barnes. She's the CEO of Evans Tool & Dye in Conyers, Georgia. She really wants you to check out this website that is all about her ministry, HisWonderfulWorks.com, HisWonderfulWorks.com. Please make sure you do that. Let's face it. There's only so much you can accomplish in a day, right?
2: As a busy leader, countless distractions are vying for your time. And making it harder is that these distractions are often important things, but maybe not the best use of your time or
1: passions. You need help living out your God-given purpose. And thankfully, our friends at Belay offer just that.
2: Belay, an innovative staffing solution with over 10 years of experience, has successfully matched thousands of organizations with part-time virtual assistants, bookkeepers, and social media strategists.
1: With Belay's help, you can delegate to someone who has the skills to execute faster and more efficiently, leaving you to do what only you can do. Fulfill your purpose and be the faithful steward you are called to be.
2: To learn more, just text 4HIM to 55123. Again, that's the number 4-H-I-M to
1: 55123. D, as we talk this evening, let's talk a little bit more about evans tool and diet how many employees do you have there
0: we have about 63 employees currently
1: wow that's that's quite a big church that you've got there
0: (laughs) how how do they know that you're a jesus follower i think the answer would be a pretty bold yes i would be surprised if they didn't know that i think they do
2: so what kinds of things do you do in your organization with your employees to you know help them Know about your faith either directly or indirectly, um, and so, and what kind of impact that's able to have
0: on them. Well, personally, I personally look for opportunities to pray with my employees. So, we have plant employees, right? Tool and dye makers, metal stamping, press operators from highly skilled engineers to, to lower skilled, really just press operators that are out there, and our office folks as well. And I personally look for opportunities to pray with everyone. If, especially if they're going through something, I will offer to pray with them. I'll stop and pray with them right there. Sometimes in my office, sometimes, you know, right wherever, if I feel like they're comfortable with that and I'll offer to pray with them. But I look for those opportunities to impact their life in any way I can. And, you know, most recently during COVID, I mean, I will call them and ask, can I come to their house to pray for them at the hospital to pray for them, whatever opportunity that they are going through. I look for that to pray for them and for them to see whether they are Christian believers or not. I I'd, I'd just still ask if they're, if they're open to praying and usually they are, it's not uh, even if they're not um, saying that they're Christian. So um, that's one thing. And the other is just, um, I also send text messages if they're, you know, where they are, if they're at home sick and, you know, just making sure that they're okay. And that's everybody here. That's all of the employees. Um, generosity is one of our core values stated and I think it first starts with the employees. So I try my best to make sure that we start with the employees. If they're in need, if they need a car, some unexpected expenses are happening. We're trying to help them first before we help, you know, other folks outside of the business. So I think that I hope that says a lot about Yeah,
1: you know, it does. But you're one person and there's sixty, you said sixty plus people working for you. And during COVID, they couldn't right. do their job from home because <laughs> they don't have tool and dye equipment at their house. Right. Although some of them right. may have tool and die equipment. So how how do you make sure that your management team, your executive team, the team that's your supervisory team, your line teams? How do you make sure that they're passing on that ministry to you at the same time?
0: Well, so in an HR department, you know they're they're the lead um, spokesman for what's happening with employees and texting them and, and and letting us executive team know how the person's doing and and certainly if the person is open to sharing, you know what they're going through, especially during COVID, with their approval, and it goes out to you know first our Executive team, then our, ma- our management team, and then um, and then I'll pick that up, and I'll just text them personally if I can. And then if I'm hearing how they're doing, praying, if I know it's starting to get critical, I'll you know call and text and say, hey, are you open to me coming to your house to pray for you? And I will go there and and pray for them. And whether that's in the hospital if I can get in, or or at their house. So we just keep in touch, and, and we have a lot of believers here that you know, are open with their faith and they step up and I just see them growing as well. And the more bold that um, I can be in in my faith and not shying back about praying for people. And, you know, we'll pray in the plant. I, I close every plant meeting with prayer and just mm-hmm. over. But if there's specific things, an example might be we were having trouble getting material in and we need a God to bring material. So, you know, out in front of the whole plant, we're like, we're going to ask God for material and watch him bring that material to us. And then I'm asking the managers, did God answer the prayer yet? You know, where's where's the material until it comes in? And then, you know, we celebrate, look what God did. And that goes for any issue that like, we have. What do you mean
1: you're having a hard time getting material in? I mean, we know the plywood's wicked expensive, but what do you mean you're having a hard time getting material?
0: Yeah, raw material metal is hard to find and certain times you can't find it or it's like, you know, lead time. And then we find it and you can't find a truck line to deliver it. I mean, we'd pray for material to come in. It would come in, we'd get the parts made and then couldn't find a truck to go deliver it. Because wow. there were just different reasons, so then we would yeah. our prayer would change to send us a truck line to deliver this material, Wow. and and, and God would do it. Um, they're just testimony after testimony. Encourage them to give testimony, and at our devotion, we have devotion every Wednesday where pastors come in and Mm -hmm. employees can ask their pastor to come and pray, uh, be a part of the devotion. It's a 20 minute devotion. And the plant is you can come to devotion or you can not come to devotion during that break time. No, it's just open. Mm -hmm. And we pray there really specifically for prayer needs and give testimony about what God's done. And employees will come up and give testimony. And we just have an atmosphere of testifying what God's done. And the more we do that, the more I see testimony and I see people who typically wouldn't say, Hey, look what God did. Now they're saying, wow, look what God did in this. They're mm. seeing God move. And that's been really neat. So we're talking this evening, if you've just joined us
2: with Dee Barnes, the CEO of Evans Tool and & Diet. And one of the things that I think is amazing, Dee, as we talk about this, it is that I think a lot of people are like, really, you can, you're can? you doing that? And you know, you're being well-received. And I love hearing that testimony. Um, so I also want to point out that uh, we have tagged in the Facebook Live his wonderful works um, as a Facebook page, so people can go there as we talk about um, your event coming up that we're just kind of letting people know this is going to be something we're going to talk about. You can find out the details um, by going to that link. So, deep, you know, one of the things that um, I'm just really curious for our myself and for our listeners, when you pray at the end of meetings, when you share these testimonies, like mm-hmm. what kind of response are you actually getting from your employees.
0: Well, you know, we'll have, because of COVID, we have a plant meeting out in the warehouse, right? So everybody's okay. spread out. We're we're distance. So I have a mic and speakers, and everybody's just out there, right? And I don't know. I mean, I just say, hey, you know, I'm I'm gonna pray like I always do at the end of the meeting, and everybody bows their head and we pray and you know, nobody says anything different, like, oh, no.
1: Well, they don't throw anything Uh, at you either, right?
0: Yeah, they don't throw anything. And um, I think they've seen the genuineness of this heartfelt asking God to direct us. And we've been through some super challenging times with not having enough business, not having enough hours competing with the manufacturing market um, overseas has been difficult over these years. And so they know, you know, that our hope is in the Lord. And, and, and I think they've seen it. They've seen mm-hmm. God answer these prayers. And, and, um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it's been a good response. Nobody's left. That's awesome. What a, you know, what an amazing thing for
2: your employees to know that you're, you're steadfast in that and that uh, you're trustworthy. You're being incredibly transparent about what God's been doing in your own life.
1: That's right. We're talking tonight with Dee Barnes from Evans, Tool and Die in Conyers, Georgia. She really wants you to check out a special website, her ministry website, hiswonderfulworks.com, hiswonderfulworks.com.
2: Want to build a profitable side hustle that impacts people with truth and healing in themselves and their leadership? Then look at becoming a certified leadership coach with Giant. Giant has been in the leadership space for over 13 years and has over 500 coaches in over 127 countries. Their coaches are being hired by Fortune 500 companies and organizations like I work for him. Jim and I took the Giant Sherpa training under one of these great coaches to become leaders worth following. Giant gives you everything you need to start your own coaching business from scratch, like hands-on training from top-level coaches, access to an all-in-one online platform, to run your entire coaching business, and you get to join a thriving community of coaches around the world. To get started, Giant is hosting a coaching business workshop to help you learn how to build a successful coaching business. This workshop is 100% free, and you can reserve your spot by going to giant.tv forward slash iWorkForHim. If you're ready to impact people and get paid to do it, go to giant.tv forward slash iWorkForHim. That's giant.tv forward slash I work for him.
1: Dee, your conversion story is moving. Tell us about HisWonderfulWorks.com. All
0: right. So His Wonderful Works, the name comes from Psalm 26, 7 that says, I will publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all your wonderful works. So that is a bit how it started, telling of the wonderful works of God, most primarily my own story, but other stories that God has transformed our life out of issues of sexuality family and relationships, and it all kind of intertwines. And this is both heterosexual, homosexual struggles, whether it's healing for past um, sexual abuse that I had in my own life and my own walk out of that, helping other people come to healing in that, um, a past abortion for myself and other people getting healing for that. And how do we walk through our sexual sin and heterosexual, homosexual, transgender all across the board. And what I found was that through my own walk of healing and working with many others in healing ministry, you know, realizing that the church did not really understand what was behind the brokenness, and certainly behind issues of homosexuality, and realizing that homosexual feelings are not a choice—you don't have a choice. You don't go, "Oh, I just want those, or I don't want them. They're just there, and they feel so real that um, you believe that you're born that way." And the church doesn't really understand that many christians don't understand it and so my hope was to help the church understand and equip the church to understand that there are real root reasons as to why we have those attractions and if we can understand that we can be more compassionate with those struggling Mm -hmm. but we can also stand in the truth I, i think for a long time the church has been on either side um beating people over the head with the bible saying you need to stop sinning or god loves everybody let's just not say anything and somewhere in the middle is grace and truth that says God did not create you homosexual, but here's his, here's, well, he loves you so much. That he would walk you out of that. And out of my own life, you know, we've gathered so many testimonies of God transforming people's lives. And um, that's what the ministry does. We'll help equip the church, help those that need prayer and want to follow after healing. We help them get into places where they need to be, do some lay counseling and um, stay connected all across the country with other ministries that can bring help as well.
2: So tell us what you're seeing God do through that ministry. What
0: are the results? Um, Primarily hope for people. Mm. Um, The ones struggling with same sex attraction that don't want to have that are struggling with their gender issues. We bring hope to them that this is possible. You know, you may not see it right now, but it is possible to walk this out, and we're living proof of that. So I think in our testimonies we give. Um, validity to God's truth and, and bring hope. And we also bring hope to families and parents struggling with their children that, you know, how do we pray for them? Are they really born that way? Should we embrace that? And um, out of our own stories, we bring hope and healing and freedom to um, the church and individuals, families. That's what I primarily see God doing is is restoring people and giving them hope that not to give up in prayer and pursue God.
1: You know, would your website, HisWonderfulWorks.com, be a great resource for listeners
0: who want to love on someone who is LGBTQ? Absolutely. We have lots of videos, stories, and help to just encouragement, but also a resource page that has a lot of resources across the country. And um, these are books, videos, testimonies. Um, what we find a lot of times people will contact us and they have a relative in a different state. So we're a part of a lot of networks mm-hmm. that give you ministry support in different states. And we do phone phone calls and all, just all kinds of things trying to help people to get. Obviously, we're not full time counselors, but we help people get to the places. Discipleship programs that really help people walk out of brokenness um, in their relationships.
2: You know what I love about what you're saying is that something we've been saying for years in even our own life is that no one can refute the testimony of the journey that you've been on, that God has taken you through. So D, you're sharing firsthand your testimony, and what God Mm -hmm. has done in your life, and the other stories and everything that are on your website. And um, that is just such a beautiful place for people to uh, see real life happening. You Mm -hmm. have an event coming up on September 11th, the Amazing Love Event. Will you tell us Mm -hmm.
0: about it? I would love to. We are so excited about this. This is our fourth time holding Amazing Love event, and it's usually every two years because it takes a while to gather all of the testimonies. But it is a full day of worship and testimony from nine in the morning till six in the evening. Mm -hmm. And we bring around 30 to 40 testimonies to Atlanta. And these testifiers are from all across the country. So they come and testify for eight minutes, eight minutes, eight minutes. Then we have worship and all throughout the day, lots and lots of resources from all across the country. And this year we're so excited because we have network from all across the country, California, um, Colorado Springs, Florida. These are networks that have their own set of people with testimonies. And primarily, they're out of all issues of sexuality. So heterosexual addiction, um, addiction to pornography, homosexuality, transgender, and they're all just coming and saying, here's where we were and God has brought us out of that. And most people don't know one person that's been transformed, much less 40 and it's just amazing to see the work and that God's done. And it just brings an atmosphere of hope and freedom. And, you know, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And there's this prophetic voice that goes out just being there that strengthens every Christian. The, the event is really for every Christian because we all— whether we are directly related to that struggle, are going to have somebody that's our good friend, our family, that we're going to have to figure out how we're going to love them, but also encourage them in the truth. And so this event does that for a lot of people and also brings hope to those who are struggling.
1: So who should come
0: to the event on
1: 9-11? And where is it at?
0: Yeah, every Christian, I say every Christian ought to come, but certainly those who are specifically looking for hope and understanding about this issue. And I say every church leader, youth groups, because there's just the youth are inundated with the words that say you're born that way and you should just embrace it. It's even in the Christian group, right? There's there are a lot of Christians who say that right. homosexuality is fine and we should just live it out. And if someone had told me that, hey, do you can live a lesbian life, love Jesus. And maybe you try to feel better to do that. They would have robbed me from everything God's given me. I mean, he has given me a family, a husband, three beautiful children that I do not deserve, but being I guess thinking that the culture says you should do that because you're going to make people feel bad if they're homosexual, they would have missed all that they were supposed to tell me. So I'm passionate about telling the truth because the destiny God had for me came from that. And at this event, there are lots and lots of resources, ministries having their resources there from all across the country to um Help support and equip the church and individuals. So.
2: You know, you brought up an interesting point about youth groups, and you were talking about pornography and that addiction. And it, there's not a lot, well, from my perspective, I don't see a whole lot of stuff being talked about in that area. So this is a great resource um, to really kind of open the door to some of that conversation that maybe needs to happen around all of those. So um, is it all in person? Is it online? How can people participate? And uh, just give them a few more of those details.
0: So first, we would like for you to register online, and, and the cost is minimal, $35, covers your lunch and all day. It's in Atlanta at the Ethiopian Evangelical Church of Atlanta. That's in Stone Mountain. And you can find all this on the website mm-hmm. and under, go to the events tab and click on Amazing Love Event, and you'll see all of that. Um, we plan to have an available stream, and I'm not sure how that's going to go out. it would probably be just a link on the website that you sure. could see it from okay. a different state.
1: All right. And all that information is at HisWonderfulWorks.com?
0: Yeah, it All sure right. is.
1: HisWonderfulWorks.com. Last question, D. We've covered your story, HisWonderfulWorks.com, and Evan's Tool and Die. You've got a lot of people listening to the show tonight, and this will go out as a podcast and a video podcast out there. Any last thoughts for our listeners as they live out their faith at work?
0: Mm, yes, I was thinking about that when we were discussing it earlier, and I thought, you know, our ability to live out our faith uh, outwardly for people is directly proportionate to our private intimacy with Jesus and with the Father. And when we have cultivate intentionally that private intimacy with the Lord, it just overflows, right? You can't help it. You just who you are when you leave that presence of the Lord every day and that is who you are in in public. It just it just overflows, right? And when we're not full of the Lord, it it, it is maybe it's more more effort than it is just happening, so um, it becomes, you know, the more we grow in the Lord, the more it just is who we are. It's no different in private anywhere else than it is at work. And I, I have the privilege of living that out because I guess I am the CEO, and nobody can tell me I can't. But I intentionally just live the same way here as I do it's at not, church. But that's not true.
1: Your customers could tell you, your vendors could tell you, they could tell you to pound sand. They don't want to do they business have, with you.
0: They could, they could. You're but the, exactly but right. They, but they and, don't.
1: Dee Barnes, thank you so much for being on I Work For Him tonight. Thanks for sharing your story, and thanks for telling us about HisWonderfulWorks.com. We're very grateful. Thank you, Dee.
0: Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. You've
1: been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I I Work work For him. Him.
2: Did you know that God has a calling on your life? It's true. He's called you to bring Jesus to the world. For some, that may look like a pulpit or a foreign mission field, but for most of us, it looks like a construction site, a cubicle, a hospital, or a classroom. Wherever it is that you work, live, volunteer, and invest, that is your mission field. To learn more about integrating your faith into your work and retirement, check out our books, I Work For Him, She Works For Him, and I Retire For Him, by going to iworkforhim.com bookstore.